Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast, that service of change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. This is the show that aims to make the paranormal normal and the supernatural natural. If you're a conspiracy theorist, an alien abduction believer, or somebody who is just in search of the truth, you have come to the right place, to the right show, at the right time. Again, I am Dennis Nappy II. I've got a lot to get into on this episode of The Secret Podcast. Following up to last week's discussion about Elon Musk and AI technology, uh, I have an even deeper look into Elon Musk's endeavors to merge the human brain with technology. He's been cited before as stating that if we don't merge with tech, we're going to become obsolete in the eyes of artificial intelligence. I'm going to look into his company that he started out and the uh, the job openings that are currently Posted. In addition, we're going to look at the news. There's a uh, new discovery of a bracelet uh, or a review of a discovery of a bracelet that could rewrite human history. NASA also has a job position opening for somebody to defend the planet Earth from aliens and Blink-182. Tom DeLonge, a disclosure enthusiast, has recently provided information that led to the arrest of a pedophile ring. So lots to get into on this show. I hope you stick with me. Uh, it's been a busy week. I think I start that out every week saying it's been a busy week, but I've always got a lot going on. Been pushing the um, the social media feeds. I've got a lot of good content going up through the Facebook and through the Instagram feeds. If you haven't done so already, please check them out. I also have a, uh, I'm clearing out some of my inventory. My first book, Service, A Soldier's Journey, Counterintelligence, Law Enforcement, and the Violence of Urban Education. It's a, a great story of my journey through military intelligence to police work, to what I uncovered about the corruption in the public education system in Philadelphia and beyond the United States. I believe there's a systematic movement to dismantle education. It's, it's the actual dumbing down of our uh, of our citizens. That's all exposed through my journey. I'm offering that for $15 right now, plus free shipping. So check that out at serviceofchange.com. You can get the links for that. All right, I'm done with the commercial. I'm done with the plugs. Like I said, there's a lot I want to get into, and, and I don't have a whole lot of time to do it. But let me slow down for a minute as we're looking at this. Uh, you know, I have sources for everything that I'm talking about. And I hope that you go and check it out. You know, I'm on a new platform right now as well, Block Talk Radio. I just I'm trying that out to see how it works. Uh, so let me know what you think of the new players. I've gotten some feedback on that as well. Uh, and please just continue to like and share the, uh, the the links that you're getting for the show because that's the best way to help grow the show. If you're enjoying the show, either buy the books or uh, share the links or both. I mean, that would really greatly appreciate it. I would greatly appreciate it. It would help me out. Let's jump into the news. This one comes to us. I found this through Graham Hancock's feed, but this is from the Siberian Times dated August 2nd, 2017. Is this stunning bracelet made by Paleolithic man for his favorite woman really 70,000 years old is the heading. Starting new scientific evidence is to be reviewed by international experts, which, if true, would transform our knowledge of the skills and sophistication of early man. 
is already known that the oldest stone bracelet in the world, believed to have been made not by ancient Homo sapiens, but by the extinct Denisovian species of early humans and previously dated as being between 40,000 and 50,000 years old. The bracelet was found in 2008 in so-called Stratum 11 of the world-famous Denisova cave in the Altai region of Siberia. New findings suggest it could be 65,000 to 70,000 years old, long before ancient peoples were believed to be capable of making such remarkable objects. Keep in mind with these time frames, we're in the year 2000 of modern history, so that's that's a long time ago. Um, Maxim Kalsakim, I can't pronounce that name, a researcher from the Institute of Archaeology and Ethnography, novice I'm going to skip that, indicated Australian specialists were among those to obtain exceptional results on the bracelet's age. If you want the spellings of these, it's in the show notes, service of change. Preliminary results have been received to date stratum 11, where the bracelet was found to be to 65,000 to 75,000, I'm sorry, to 70,000 years, he said. So it all goes, goes towards changing the dating to, of the find to more ancient. All right, I've covered these things. You can look at this. There's pictures of it and everything and a more description of it. Uh, at serviceofchange.com in the show notes. I'll have the link to the actual article in this. But again, history is a lot older than we than we realize. I, I'm confident in that. I think that evidence is starting to come out. We have some foo-foo stuff that comes out as well that, that doesn't really fit, but th- there's some really well-documented documented stuff. I'm always an advocate of Graham Hancock. If you haven't read his books, um, you know, the most recent one, Magicians of the Gods, check it out. It will blow your mind. And, and uh, you know, history is being rewritten by people like Graham Hancock, Michael Cremo, to name just, I'd say, the top two. There's a link. I'll put it in the show notes as well at servicechange.com. The top five ancient history books that you need to read. It's got a list of breakdown. If you're looking for a starting point saying, really, is there something to this? Check those books out. They're not my books. Um, Check them out. They're well worth your time in reading them. Moving on, NASA. This comes to us from Business Insider. NASA has a job opening for someone to defend Earth from aliens, and it pays a six-figure salary. This was written on August 1st, 2017. Just the highlights here, NASA's hiring a planetary protection officer with a salary of up to $187,000. The job was created after the signing of the Outer Space Treaty back in 1967. Planetary protection officers are tasked with making sure humans don't contaminate planets, moons, and other objects in space. They're also supposed to help prevent any alien microbes from spreading to Earth. You can read more about this at servicechange.com in the show notes. What an interesting position. And again, this goes back to 1967 because the possibility is out there that there will be some kind of bacteria or microorganism that with our stuff that we send into space when it comes back, will in fact have an alien life form on it. Think Invasion of the Body Snatchers. In addition, a side note caveat to my consciousness studies and interests. That reminds me, there was something I wanted to get into this week as well. I got to look for the notes to find it. Talking about <clears throat> talking about how mushrooms have expanded consciousness. This is Terrence McKenna work here. Expanded the consciousness of apes is what he believes. It was the, the high ape, he calls it. But mushrooms can also, their spores can survive in space from what I understand. So that's a real deal. You can, maybe it could be some kind of communication organism uh, or mechanism that comes through and spreads the word, spreads evolution and consciousness that way. All right, here we are at World Truth TV. Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge exposes pedophile ring leading to arrests. The former frontman of band Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, has exposed the identities of members of a pedophile ring resulting in successful arrests by police. 
Singer made a public appeal on his official Facebook fan page to almost 600,000 followers, revealing the identities of two men wanted in connection with a, a spat of child abductions. According to DeLonge, the post, uh, one of the men was apprehended by a SWAT team after stalking another elementary school, whilst 10,000 people in San Diego were looking for them. The All the Small Things singer said in a statement that the first man that was taken into custody gave up the identity of a second suspect to police leading to arrest of both men. He also stated that police believe the two suspects are part of a pedophile ring and they are currently connecting the dots in hopes of making further arrests of a much larger human trafficking network. Uh, Tom DeLonge made headlines earlier this year following claims that he may about to be exposed he may be about to expose government conspiracy regarding ufos we know that's something that i've been tracking as well i'm just gonna freestyle for a minute and this i know there's connections to this i know i need to look into this further because tom delange has ties to john podesta we learned that through the wikileaks email documents where tom delange was i i did a show on this where he was talking about basically making the public love John Podesta. Now, what's, what's confusing me about this is that John Podesta is tied into the Pizzagate stuff and the pedophilia rings and tied into the Clintons and stuff. I know that's off the deep end for a lot of people, but there's some great... I know the Higher Side Chats, uh, Greg Carwood, he's done some great shows on Pizzagate if you're not familiar with what it is. I'm no expert on it. I haven't really delved into it, but... What they put together with the guests he pulled on on those shows have pieced together. It really makes you think, is there something to this? So John Podesta has ties to Tom DeLonge with the Pizzagate. I'm not saying Tom DeLonge is a pedophile. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that. I'm just saying he has a connection to a man that in the conspiracy realm may have ties to pedophilia rings. But now Tom DeLonge is seen having people locked up for pedophilia now he's also claiming that these people attempted to abduct a friend of his uh, the children the child of a friend of his or his niece or some somebody like that i wonder if there's more to this story i mean if you, if you want to go off the deep end and i'm going to do that for a minute it seems like really wild stuff it, you know it, i mean it, it it's like a science fiction novel now maybe somebody's just really good at writing this stuff and making it sound like news. Maybe this is what the fake news is that you're talking about, but maybe it's real. And if it's real, then obviously you've got, according to the David Wilcox stuff, you've got different factions, different cabals in there that are battling it out with one another. Now, my brother mentioned this to me. I don't know enough about it, but the recent suicides of, oh, who, who do we just lose? Lincoln Park, and I think... Forget Mike, hit me up again. I'm sorry. I got to get better prepared with this stuff. But I'm freestyling here, folks. So it's just coming to mind. I'm piecing it together now. But allegedly, I believe there's a conspiracy theory out there that they were getting ready to expose information on pedophilia in Hollywood. I know Corey Feldman has spoke about it. Um, you know, Hollywood and the music industry. There, there's a whole long list. Justin Bieber, I just saw an article on that as well. Justin Bieber just came out um, in an article I just read saying that he's taking some time away from the music industry because he's uncovered, you know, the pedophilia that's going on with that as well. I need to confirm that. I'm going to pull that link and put that out there. My point is there's a buzz about this stuff. Who's on which side? I have no idea. 
but I think there's something to this. They are making major crackdowns and and going after people. Um, you know, you're seeing it throughout Europe, places being shut down for these pedophilia rings. Now, surprisingly, the mainstream media in the United States, you're not catching a lot of it. And again, I, I suspect that's because the mainstream media is controlled by, you know, the cabal that may be involved in some of this stuff. I didn't expect to go on this tangent, but that's where I'm at right now. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm still tracking Tom DeLonge stuff. Again, to clarify, I'm not saying Tom DeLonge is involved in pedophilia. Actually, in, in, according to this article, he exposed a ring leading to the rests. My main point is I suspect there's more to that story. We may never know it, but if you have more information on this, on the the just jumbled mess of thought that I just threw out there, send it my way. Help me clarify this and I'll do a whole show on it. If you're somewhat of an expert on it or an amateur and you have some information, you want to come on the show and talk about it, please hit me up. I think it'd make for a great discussion. Okay. Let's jump into some of the uh, merging with technology, the cyborg stuff. I did a show a while ago where I talked about Elon Musk. Uh, and here's the, the article that I covered said that a billionaire, it, let's see, this is from CNBC. Elon Musk, humans must merge with machines or become irrelevant in the AI age. And if you haven't listened to some of the AI stuff I did in last week's show, go back and listen to that as well because that's going to be relevant. Billionaire Elon Musk is known for his futuristic ideas and his latest suggestions might save us from being irrelevant as artificial intelligence grows more prominent. Tesla and SpaceX CEO said on Monday that humans need to merge with machines to become a sort of cyborg. Over time, I think we'll probably see a closer merger of biological intelligence and digital intelligence, Musk told an audience at the World Government Summit in Dubai. We also launched Tesla in the United Arab Emirates. It's mostly about the bandwidth, the speed of the connection between your brain and a digital version of yourself, particularly output. Musk explained what he meant by saying that computers can communicate at a trillion bits per second, while humans, whose main communication method is typing with their fingers via a mobile device, can do about 10 bits per second. In an age where AI threatens to become widespread, humans would be useless. So there's a need to merge with machines, according to Musk. You can go back and read the rest of this. I'll have the link to the show that I did on this. But this came, he made these statements. This article came out Monday, February 13th, 2017. Okay, so Musk has been talking about this for a while, and I know it goes back further than that. I want to give a side note here again. You know, a lot of times we get this, be afraid, be afraid, take this action. David Icke talks about problem, reaction, solution. I'm not sure how Musk fits into this yet as far as the cabal is concerned, as far as if you track New World Order stuff, which I really don't like that term. I think it's too cliche at this point in time. But that's David Icke's uh, line of thought and pattern that he's developed. They create the problem, then the public has a reaction, and then they cabal gives them the solution which was all part of their plan to begin with so is elon musk trying to scare us into merging with tech uh i don't know but again going back to david ike you know about a year ago he started coming out with this big push like you need to watch out for what this agenda is and he's giving information and sources i think his newest book talks about it as well where the ultimate goal is to get people to merge with technology and it starts out with we get them addicted to the tech get them addicted to the phones then we move them toward what David Icke calls wearables. You have your Google Glasses, you have your, your Apple Watch, your Fitbits, uh, heart monitors, all these different things that you wear on your body. The next stage of that, moving beyond wearables, 
is the implantables. And we are starting to see that technology come out. Beyond just a microchip and you put a little microchip in your hand and you can pay for everything and your, your medical records are on that. That's a real thing as well. Microchipping your pets, microchipping your kids. They're taking it even further than that. And what Musk is looking for is ways to merge your brain with a computer. Uh, David Icke warns that they're looking to upload human consciousness to the cloud. And this ties into a lot of what I was saying in last week's show. Let me take a step back and look at the new stuff that just came out. This came to us from uh, teslarati.com. Neuralink, Elon Musk's vanguard against human obsolence. It's from August 2nd, 2017. Neuralink, Musk's brain-computer interface company, is in the process of expanding rapidly and has several new technical job openings on their website. There's heavy focus on applied engineering, particularly in the context, context of microelectromechanical systems, also known as micromachines, I used to play with those, or really tiny robots, as I like to call them. Not only is this rapidly growing field of study and application as of late, but memes as a priority implies that in the near term, Neuralink is structuring itself as an advanced nanotechnology incubator with a focus on biocompatible, safe for humans, applications. Memes has a fascinating history often said to have begun with a famous lecture given by Richard Feynman in 1959. In it, he argued that it should be fundamentally possible to one day manipulate matter at an atomic level to, quote, arrange atoms the way we want. All matter is composed of atomic structures, and such a capability would logically allow the creation of new materials and chemicals by mechanically altering atomic structures. Technology on this order would allow the existence of science fiction standouts like the true 3D printers capable of assembling almost anything conceivable, food, uh, functioning electric devices, clothing, pharmaceuticals, etc., out of some form of basic input matter. That capability is, of course, purely theoretical and probably decades away from reality, but it offers an idea as to just how useful atomic manipulation could be in nearly every industry one can imagine. Wow. Now that is terrifying at one aspect. I mean, the implications are just limitless when you hear that. When I read this, I read this article today, it just blew me away. And a couple things that I'm thinking about, this Thursday, I'm giving a talk locally at my local library called A Reliving in the Matrix. And I've been going through reviewing a lot of my content, a lot of my research, tying things in. You know, but what we look at at the, at the subatomic level, at the quantum level, I'm sorry, the quantum level, you know, matter is able to be manipulated through consciousness. If you look at the double slit experiment, basically what they found is that when you fire uh, electrons through a single slit, they create a single slit pattern as if a particle hit it. When you fire them through two slits, what you think is a particle behaves as a wave. But then when you observe, you put an observation advice to see, well, how, which slit are they going through? How are they doing this? What's happening? They stop behaving like a wave and start behaving like a particle. So what this double slit experiment has shown is that the act of observation changes the property of the electron, determining whether it's going to operate or move or function like a wave or a particle. Consciousness, possibly, observation, possibly, has the ability to influence matter. And that, I think, is similar to what we're talking about 
here. And when you're looking to merge tech with AI, I think that's basically where we're going. And I'm going to go back on my thesis from last week talking about, I think this is done before. I think this is, this ties back into the simulation argument, how this is evidence here. This is, you know, or we're going to recreate. Uh, and you look at Nick Bostrom's work saying that, well, simulations are created and then simulations within simulations. I think that's where we're heading. I really do. Especially if we look to upload our consciousness to the cloud. Anyway, I, I'm on a tangent. It makes, it really makes me think it hurts my head. I, let me know what your thoughts are on it. But Elon Musk, this is happening. Uh, I went to the website, Noralink.com. It's a very basic website, but it says here, Noralink is developing ultra-high bandwidth brain-machine interfaces to connect humans and computers. We're looking for exceptional engineers and scientists. No neuroscience experience is required. Talent and dri drive matter far more. We expect most of our team to come from other areas and industries. We are primarily looking for evidence of exceptional ability and, and a track record of building things that work. All positions are full-time and based in San Francisco. Right now, they have positions for hardware systems engineer, mechanical engineer, mechatronics engineer, software engineer, embedded systems and firmware, software engineer, infrastructure and tooling, systems engineer, electrical engineer. I'll have the links to this in the show notes as well. So what I'm saying is this is real. As I said before, I aim to make the supernatural natural and the paranormal normal. Well, this borders on a lot of that stuff with the capabilities that will come from it. And what that tells me is that things that we think are paranormal or supernatural have a natural or normal explanation behind it. We just have not yet developed the technology to measure them. And I think in creating what we think is new technology, as a byproduct, we're going to develop the means to better understand this other stuff. I don't know what kind of doors we're going to open, what kind of windows we're going to be able to look through. I have my suspicions. I've mentioned them on multiple shows. This is just another piece of the puzzle here. I can't stress it enough. This is real. This is happening. Now, let me address Musk's statement that we need to merge with tech or become obsolete. I wholeheartedly disagree. I think if we merge with tech, we are obsolete because that changes what it is to be humans and it it pulls us away from our natural ability. I think we are already wired to communicate and do all of these fantastic things that we're trying to recreate with tech. I think we've just lost our ability to connect with that power. I'll refer you to Monroe Institute, Farsight Institute. I feel like I plug them every show. Um, you know, psychic abilities. Look at heart maths research. There's a lot of good information out there on what our abilities actually are and what they can be. We don't need to merge with tech. We can already do it. I think it's more important, and I wanted, I didn't say this last week, as long as we have the ability to unplug, I think we're safe. Once you put something in your brain, you can't turn that off. Now, don't get me wrong. I think things like virtual reality and some of these other applications seem fascinating. I would love to try one from a purely let me have some fun for an hour one night standpoint. But when it comes to I'm going to integrate this into my life, I think we need to think long and hard about it from the, the basic simple dangers of being hacked and our information easily being stolen or our biological systems being manipulated to something much, much deeper. I don't exactly know how to put that into words yet at this point, but I think it ties into, again, a lot of the esoteric stuff. And I think we're 
recreating things that are already out there. So lots to think about. I know I covered a lot of different subjects tonight. I love to hear your thoughts. I, I, you know, people say it all the time, but please share, share this podcast if you found it beneficial. Tag somebody who you think may have more information or who may be able to just shut me up and say, hey, Dennis, you're going down the, you're barking up the wrong tree. You know, this stuff will never happen. Tell me why I want to hear about it, please. I, I really want to get to the bottom of this uh, and I will continue to track this story. Uh, I have a, uh, an author coming on, I'm moving, shifting gears here next week. Uh, I'm scheduled to have an author coming on who will be discussing her book about alternate realities, which, which uh, you know, other dimensions, which is a, another hot button for me. So I'm looking forward to that. There's your little teaser for that. Check back. We'll be talking about parallel worlds and alternate dimensions next week on the Seeker podcast. Still got things in the work with my good friend, author Ray Davis of Anunnaki Awakening. We are still in the process of putting our platform together that has not gone away. Had a few speed bumps, but it is still in the works. So look for that. If you are a content creator, whether you have another podcast, whether you have a blog, uh, a book, a YouTube page, videos, movies, whatever it is that you do, do. We would like for you to be a part of our platform. More to come on this. Ray and I are in the process of putting something together so we can discuss. I promise it's going to be something fantastic uh, and something credible. So please, if you haven't done so, sign up for the secret newsletter. That's the best way to stay connected and get information. You can also subscribe via iTunes, SoundCloud, and now Blog Talk Radio as well. Lots going on. That's all the time I have, my friends. As always, thank you so much. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Thank you.